Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast. Our mission of teaching people to love God by showing them how much He loves us starts right now. Good to see you guys. Okay, so tonight we're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, invite my guest to come up. Pastor Soph is gonna come and share some stuff with us, and Nathalie is gonna come up. Most of you know Nathalie is my wife, and so I've got the microphone here. Here comes, here comes Soph. We'll let uh, Nathalie come. And so we got this here. All right. So again, um, if you need to um, uh, text some questions, um, we'll be more than happy. We got our Bible right here, and uh, we'll be—I'll uh, be getting them right here if you have them. And so that's kind of where we are. Well, I want to start off by first uh, thanking you all for tuning in. Um, I do want to let you know some good news. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to navigate this going forward. But according to our mayor, according to our governor, they said that we can allow, we can start having church services again. And I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I went to the CDC website tonight and uh, this afternoon and tried to figure out all the logistics and stuff like that. I'm trying to get more clarification on when that will happen. But um, you can kind of see that Lubbock in Texas is starting to kind of open up again. And and one of the questions that y'all can be thinking about, guys, is that um, um, you have a handful, a group of people saying, uh, no, it's too early. There's still a lot of sick people. There's still a lot going on. And then you have a group of people, obviously, that are protesting and saying that, well, no, we, we need to get back to work. And... Um, from a from a church in a biblical perspective, I mean, our hearts ache that we can't be together. And I know um, our Wednesday nights, we man, we had a great we had a great core group and and and, and several folks that came out. But and, and so Wednesday night was just so sweet and so special. So it didn't matter the amount of people that have come. It just matters that that people were coming and fellowshipping. And uh, so, do you, do you miss Wednesday night services? I know you're in the kids ministry, but uh, uh, is that on? Make sure it, it they make sure it goes way up here. I, you know, when um, when the that week when when you were talking that you were hearing that we were going to have to close, um, that just really it broke my heart because um, you know we're here to offer hope. We're here. For for, you know, to offer the hope of Jesus, and especially at a time like this, you know, when there's so many questions, there's so much stress, there's so much going on, um, and, and we have the answer, it's Jesus, and when we can't open our doors and let people in, um, it's, it, it's heartbreaking, um, that, that was, I think, a Wednesday, right? Right. Right. And I remember, I remember standing here at the end of that that night and um, just holding back the tears because it was just to me it was just so sad that we weren't going to be able to to see each other. You know, the Bible tells us that we are to um, not forsake the fellowship of the saints, especially as the day approaches. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that day is approaching, and so it's it's just so. So heartbreaking. Yes, I do. I miss. I miss it very much, and um, I miss the kids. I miss everybody. So, yeah. Amen. And Soph's been Soph's been playing the bass, but uh, I'm sure you know. Yes, it's been um, 
quite kind of weird, actually, um, not, you know, doing all this with no audience. Right. Um, not seeing the brothers and sisters. Right. And not hearing Joe's voice. <laughs> Joe Mabry? Yes. Hey, Joe. That wasn't me. That was so. He's, so. Got, he's got his saying that we miss. Love you, Joe. Um, and we miss the kids. Yeah. You know, our teens. If you guys are watching, we miss you guys. Yeah, it's been it's been a time of adjustments. Amen. Amen. Well, again, we're um, there. There were a couple of questions that came in, um, and I'll kind of throw them out to you and see what you think. But um, one of the questions that came in um, that I thought was very pertinent was, okay, um, so people are going to start getting used to church online. And they're not going to want to come back to the local area, and uh, and I thought that's a very interesting question, you know, because it was it, it was it was told to me. It's like, listen, I love being able to get a cup of coffee and sit in my robe and and enjoy the message and watch you on TV, and and now that we're going, okay, we need to move this. Now, listen. I'm doing this. Um, I, I talked to Mel earlier. I said this is part two of question and answer because I think people just have some. They just have some stuff that they want to just. They like. They like to hear when some. Oh, you're going through that. Oh, you're struggling with that. Okay, that, that's that's good, in, in that sense. But um, we're we are. We are moving, guys, back to the teaching of the Word of God, I promise, on Wednesday nights. We're going to be back in Genesis, picking it up verse by verse, but I really wanted to address this stuff. So what, do you, what would you say to somebody that said, um, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of cool. I'm getting kind of used to this at home, and I'm in my bathrobe. I got my slippers on. I got my coffee. This is great. Uh, Pastor Ben seems to go a little bit, you know, shorter than normal, so this is all great. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What I would say is this. Um, I understand because this is my first Wednesday night back in a, what, more than a month? More than a month. And I understand that. Um, as a matter of fact, I was just telling you the other day how I, um, it's easy to get used to that. And I would say, um, yes, it's important to... Spend time in the Word at home. It's important to get into your Bible at home. And, you know, yes, take take advantage of the stuff that's online now. That's important. Um, but, again, you know, the Bible tells us, again, not to forsake the fellowship of the saints. And there's something that happens in our hearts when we're here together, worshiping, um, ministering, just seeing each other. There's just something that happens in our hearts and our spirits when we're together. So if you feel like, man, I'm just going to keep my slippers on or I'm going to, you know, stay home tonight or whatever it is, you know, um, we miss you. We need you. You need to be here. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Um, ain't it funny how something like this, you know, we have to adjust and then we can use it as an excuse to because it's we're such a society where you know we're takers mm. it's like convenient for us to stay home and oh it's comfortable for us but it's like what Natalie said there's nothing more intimate than seeing people and hugging them and just having the conversations and I mean it's you can do that on video but it's not that you're missing the intimacy right. and right. um you know, don't let that be an excuse to be away from when all this comes back, you know, we're able to meet 
don't don't let that be an excuse for you just to miss church. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) don't don't let the devil use that in your walk to hey, I'm it's very convenient for me just to stay home, you know, because then I don't know about you guys, but you know, the Holy Spirit will work so much more if you're part of the body in person. Okay, Soph's got the microphone, so go ahead and hold it there. Um, What what do you see? How what do you see biblically? What's going on now? It's been a it's been over a month, you know. And I got to be honest with you. When this first started, I thought, oh, it it'll pass pretty quick. I mean, we'll you know. And then it escalated so high, and now we're in a month into it. And so you you can see you can read what's going on in the news. What do you see basically? What's going on in the world biblically? What do you what, what what's God speaking to you about? I mean, we're seeing the end times play out. I mean, everything we everything that we've read about in the Gospels, what Jesus talks about, what's going to happen at the end of the world before He returns, we're actually witnessing that right now, and it's in a global scale. Before it was just. You know, something would happen in China or something would happen in Africa. It wouldn't affect us as much. Right. But now it's just right in our face where everyone is dealing it throughout the world. It's just not here in Lubbock or Texas or the U.S. It's worldwide and it affects everybody. So how real is it to you to go home? Um, I saw a picture that Yvonne posted. You were playing with your dogs out in your backyard and... And I thought that was cool. But how, how real is it to you to go in your backyard, see the blue sky, and think, literally, God, Jesus could come in. I mean, it's so it's surreal, but it's real in, in our lives. I mean, I'm excited, to be honest with you, because, you know, I've been almost 50 years on this earth. And, you know, when you're a young believer and you're taught that, you know, about the end times and... And you so sometimes you take it for granted. You're like, oh, we've got all this time in the world. And then, wow. I mean, we just look at the death rate of what's going on in just the U.S. alone. It's like tripling every single day, you know, almost. And so it's very, I mean, it's, it's happening, guys. And it's, you know, and it just makes more, it makes times more valuable to enjoy one another as we're here on earth. I mean, when I go outside and play with my dogs, I'm like, man, could this be the day? Yeah, could, yeah, could yeah, I yeah. be playing with this dog for the last time <laughs> while you're on earth? Amen. And it's just a, a sort of excitement. It's also sobering because there's people in my life that don't know Jesus. Mm. And it just, you know, per, puts an urgency there for just to be a light in the world. Wow. Um, before Nathalie speaks... Um, uh, boy, I had this great thought, and now it's, and gone. it's gone. But um, no, the reason I, um, um, you know, I asked uh, Soph that question, you know, biblically, what he perceives going on in the world. Well, Nathalie and I go home, and we have this conversation all the time. And I know God speaks to my wife, okay. And so I thought, well, no, I need to have you on, and uh, and because God seems to be really giving you some wonderful insight. And so, so share on on how biblically you perceive what's going on in the world. Okay, and then and then later on, I want you to give uh, I want you to give a woman's perspective of of what's going on because last time we had just guys up here and we're just like, oh yeah, come on, let's go get them. But you might go, hey, to to a, a frightened single mom or to uh, just just a woman out there. So so what are you biblically? What is God speaking? Um, I think uh, first of all, you know, the Bible tells us um, that 
that in the in the last days that there's going to be um, pestilence and there's going to be um, you know there's going to be things like this happening. So um, so um, biblically, you know, we're to also to, the Bible tells us to look up because you know our redemption is is near. And so um, that is one of the things, you know, that we talked about. Um, I, I, you know, every day, you know, I'm looking at the sky and I'm going, Lord, is it today? You know, and, and uh, I, was, I was just sharing with you the other day where, you know, Jesus says that, um, that he was going to prepare a place for us and that where he is, he's going to take us back to be with him um, forever. And so, you know, when, when I think about Jesus preparing that place, I'm, I'm asking him, you know, when I'm looking up, I'm asking, Lord, are you, you know, is it today, you know, and have you put those baseboards in? Are you polishing up the, you know, are you polishing up the, the stuff and just, you know, is it that, is it that close? And so biblically, I think that it's that close. Um, that's, that's, the, that's the first thing. And um, it, it is exciting. It's very exciting because, you know, because God told us this was going to happen. This, this isn't, that shouldn't be a surprise. If you're a student of the Bible, if you're a believer, you, you know that this is going to happen. It's coming. And, you know, does, is this coronavirus, um, you know, uh, up in the Bible? I, I, I don't necessarily think so. I don't ever seen that. But I also think that biblically it's God's mercy because it does give us that chance to see what it's going to be like after the rapture, like times 9,000. You know, it's going to be so much mm-hmm. worse. Mm-hmm. You know, this is right. this is bad. This is, it, it, it hurts. You know, it, it's hurt a lot of people financially, you know, family-wide, just everything. Um, and it's God's mercy to show us, especially as believers. Like, like So said, we know people that don't know Jesus. And that is a very serious thing. If you die if, with corona right now, with apart from Jesus, that's a serious thing. Yeah. If Jesus comes back and you're not a believer, that's very serious. So I believe this is God's mercy um, on the believer to wake us up. You know, it's time to wake up and, and uh, stop playing around. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So biblically... Biblically, somebody might be watching out there and going, okay, but I thought, I thought you were going to talk about like statistics and what Trump said and this and this. That's not really our goal. Our goal is to kind of just, um, is put, put, give you the word of God, give you his spirit and just kind of say, listen, you're, you're not alone. Okay. Biblically, um, yes, um, I think, you know, we're getting close. I think this, I mean, I don't know the day or the hour, and so, but I think we need to just keep our eyes up, and we need to be we need to be ready. And and um, man, if you're if you're and just messing around, if you're if you're not really like like serious about the Lord, and and you know like or an unbeliever, you know, man, this I, I pray that this causes you to, to 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 think and 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 to search and to ask questions and to go, hey, you know what? Um, 
what, 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 is this, what does this mean? And, and I think as Christians, guys, we have to be so careful that we don't go, well, see, it's right here. We're going to, you know, uh, because we just, we need to share, we need to share with those with love. Uh, the Bible tells us it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. And so, and so this isn't the wrath of God going, you just better, I'm going to get you by the neck and you don't, and, and, and God loves us that much, but he wants us to, he really wants us to just, he wants to come to know him. But biblically, from the word of God, okay, we're not we're not in the tribulation. Some people think, okay, well, this is the beginning of the tribulation. This is, you know, if you're a mid-tribber, you might go, okay, we're going to have three and a half years of grade. Somebody's going to show up. But um, but right now, we're just in a time where, um, and here's the word. The word we use today, it's a crippling fear. See, it's not just fear. It's a crippling fear, and it's crippled people, okay? Um, if you were going to share the love of God, Nathalie, if you're going to share the love of God with somebody, okay, who says, well, let's just put both camps, okay? You've got two people watching you. One of them says, no, 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 stay home, please. We don't go out. We've, we've got another two or three months of this. Um, what would you say to that person? And then you've got the other person that says, man, we've got to get back to work. It's, it's, we're, we're, you know what? We're, we're running out of cash. Um, how would you share? Well, um, both, both sides are valid. You know, both sides are very valid. Amen. Um, the thing about the fear, um, is it, it's concerning because I think that there's a, there's a valid reason to stay home. There's a valid reason to, you know, um, you know, like all the things that we've heard, you know, it's valid. There's valid reasons to get back to work. It's, it's, it, you know, there's a lot of valid reasons, but to do it out of fear would not be valid. Um, I would say, where's that fear coming from? You know, what are you feeding on every day? You know, are you watching the news 24 seven? Are you, or are you spending more time in the news? And with that, then you are in the word right, of God. Right. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that he has not given us a spirit of fear. And, you know, take that to the Lord. And, and, you know, if God has called you to stay home, then stay home because God has called you to stay home, not because you're afraid. Mm. Um, if God is saying it's time to, for oh. you to go back to work, then you need to go back to work, not because you're afraid you're going to go broke or whatever. You know right. what I mean? So, you know, that's, I think that it needs to be, you know, as a believer, it needs to be because it, you're called to by the Lord, not out of fear. Mm. We should not be driven by fear. Right. That's a tough one to follow, self. <laughs> that is. I'm going to. I'm just going to say amen. To that. <laughs> uh, amen. No, I think. Well, there's certain. I mean, I look at it. You know, we're all different. We're all in different stages of our walk with God. You know, for us who've been. If you've been walking with God and you've been in the word. I mean, there's always his peace we can fall back on. If you know that death is not the end of our life, I mean, that's, guys, that is the peace I hold on to. It's like, death does not, I mean, I have a reverence for it, you know, because when we pass, we don't get to see that person again. Right. But it's really, I mean, personally for me, it's really not a fear. I mean, when the ultimate thing that we all deal with is death. And so for the believer, we know you know, we know death is just a doorstep for us to enter into God's kingdom. 
the things that we read about in his word actually become more alive and more real. Our walks, you know, our love for God. I think we have a definition of love while we're here on this side of eternity. But when we actually die and pass on, we're going to see a whole different side of experience that side of love that we only read about it in the Bible and we wish to experience. And we're actually going to see Jesus. And I think we're going to have the full effect of what his love is going to be all about. Oh, and man. so that brings great comfort to me. But, you know, for the a person that doesn't know Jesus, who doesn't, who's not spiritual and is not seeking, I don't know. I don't know where, you know, because then as believers, we know there's a spiritual battle going on out there. And with this pandemic, I'm I'm praying that, you know, I've never been more in prayer for the people that I love, honestly. Wow. It's like I prayed for... People in my past that I haven't seen in a long time that profess God and walked away. I pray for my family members that have given their lives to God and now they're no longer walking with God. I pray for, you know, my parents who thank God they're still alive. That I pray that their walk with God is strong, so much stronger now right, than it right. was before this all happened. So, and that's all we can do as believers. We have to have faith that God's going to work everything out for our good, for those who that love him. That's, you know, those scriptures come alive for myself in times like this. So I think there's a lot of people who want that peace self that goes, listen, um, you know, but they don't know where to find that peace. Now, now, I mean, we're going to give people an opportunity at the end of our service um, to respond to an invitation. But... Um, one of the things that Nathalie mentioned and, and is that what about, okay, so what about the person who's alone in their house all day long? They're attacked by their thoughts because we know those are the fiery darts that he talks about. They're attacked by their thoughts and then they just basically give up on life and they give up on, on, on God and everything else. And I mean, I know, I know it's real to them. Okay. And, and it causes depression and anxiety. I mean, w- what do we do? How, how how can we as a church help those that are that are struggling in that area? Because again, we're reaching out to them, but they're, they're it's a every day it's 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 Groundhog Day, if you will. It's the same thing. Okay, nothing's changed. They go to bed, they wake up. We still can't go anywhere. People are wearing masks. It's places feel eerie and and uh, and I'm watching the news and this and my phone keeps beeping and and so again I want to I really want to reach out to those that are just seem struck the 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 ones that are isolated like like I talked to somebody today that said man I'm good to be by myself I am good you know I I'm, I'm fine but I know there's a lot of others that will say I'm good and they're not good they don't like to they have to have kind of a uh, a routine so how do we minister to them you know that's a really good question, and I re- and I, I wish I had a really good answer for you. But let me talk to the ones who know Jesus first before you know. If you know Jesus, I mean, now it's a it's a very good time for you to be intimately involved in love with Him. And what do I mean by that? If you're a believer and you're home and you're alone, just know this, you're never alone. God, like God's with you no matter what. We read in the scriptures, Paul, 
we read his life, and, you know, he was in jail. He was in dungeons. And this guy was maybe alone for a long periods of time, and he had joy. And why did, why did he have joy? Mm. You know, why does any believer have joy? We read in church history all these believers who died and who were martyred and, and, um, and who died because of their faith in Jesus, not because of what's going on right now. Why did they go willingly die for Jesus? Because they had joy. Where does that joy come from? It's knowing him. When you know the one who has all the answers, because we don't have all the answers, right? No. All we can do is try to comfort one another with words of encouragement, praying for each other, and just when it gets down to it, Jesus is walking with you. If you're home alone right now and you feel discouraged, you just feel down, talk, talk to Jesus. He's there. Amen. I mean, not only talk to him, but open up his word. I mean, you, we have phones. We have where you could just listen to the Gospels, listen to the Bible as you go to sleep. Let the Bible play and just let him saturate you with this Holy Spirit through the Word of God. That's what I would encourage you. For those who don't know Jesus, I really don't have a good answer for you because, I mean, ultimately, regardless of the coronavirus or not, we all come to that point where, 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 is, where are you fulfilled at? Where's your contentment lies? If it lies with the things of this world, all that's going to pass. You know, if it lies with relationships, relationships come and go, right? But Jesus is the staple one in our lives. You know, our relationship with him is everything to each one of us. And in turn, it makes all of our other relationships here on earth that are tangible, that the ones we can touch and feel and communicate with, it makes it so much more richer because Jesus is is involved. So that's what I, you know. Amen. We have a we have a question for Nathalie. Okay. Yeah, and then and then there's another one that um, we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to. It's a biblical question. So I'm gonna that's do. Like I'm gonna do. This one's you. Okay? okay. Nathalie, with school being out until fall, how do you think working moms and single moms could get help and rest? What are some things you have seen? Wow, that's that's hard. Um, school being out, um, all of a sudden, I, I know it was stressful, and um, I was just sharing this with somebody earlier. So I homeschooled both of my girls all the way through. I was called to do it, wanted to do it. It was my only job. Um, there wasn't a world crisis in the middle of it, you know, and at the same time, it was the most stressful time in my whole life. Um, right now, what these parents are going through is the most stressful time ever. Right. Um, what I would, I would encourage you, first of all, is um, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that because there is no way you're going to be able to handle one, two, four kids, and the demands of that on top of your job, your home, your husband, your you know everything else, you need to take care of yourself. First of all, spiritually, you need to be taking care of your walk with Jesus. And I know that there's times where a mom would be like, oh, but that's selfish. If I'm not 
you know, running in a hundred directions for my family or my kids or whatever. No, it's not selfish. You need to take care of yourself spiritually, first of all, whether that's, you know, um, uh, taking your Bible in the bathroom with you and closing the door. You know, you need to, you need to, um, get, if you're a single mom, you need to ask for help. You know, I need five minutes. I need, I need an hour. You know, you need to ask for help. So that you can do that. Take care of yourself spiritually, emotionally, and physically. That's the only way that you're going to be able to, to, to minister to your, to your little ones. And another thing, as far as the homeschooling, you know, school's almost out. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, it's, it's not going to hurt. If you are stressed to the absolute max and you can't get that kid of yours to do spelling and you're about to lose it, it's okay. They're going to learn to spell. I promise. They will. You know, it's going to be okay. You can take a day off, and it's not going to hurt anybody. It may be better to just Amen. enjoy your kids, you know, enjoy them. Don't stress. So, Amen. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, those are good <laughs> I things. I mean, I think it's, I think it's important, you know, that, yeah. that working moms and single moms. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I mean, they'll, you know, as, as the, as, as Loki starts to open up, there'll be opportunities to, to yeah. you know, take them and, and you know. I, I would say don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, ask a grandparent. Ask, ask for help. You know, there's, there's plenty of people at home that would be willing to, 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 take, a, to take a kid for a little bit. I mean, it, ask for help. Amen. Well, this one's a different. This is a. We got some good questions coming in. Okay, and this is um, this is interesting. And and uh, here's the question: If the end is if the end is uh, becoming real, like we had talked about, do you believe Christians will be persecuted and imprisoned? That's a good question. That's a good question. And uh, so there you, there you go, self. Amen. No, it didn't matter. I mean, it, it's like uh, it's happening. I was going to say happening. I mean, we we're so. I mean, we're guys. We are spoiled here. And Amen. If you're if you're a Christian, you're in the U.S. of A., especially Texas. I mean, how more Bible Belt can you get? Yes. Where, you know, we have. I mean, it's our brothers and sisters throughout the third world country. And if you don't have, you haven't had a chance to read. I mean, you could just, you know, reach out to someone over here. We can get you some information as far as that's concerned. But it's been happening before, you know, this whole thing went down. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's brothers and sisters in, in the world today who are suffering just because of not a pandemic, because they know Jesus. Right? I mean, we talk about the Middle East, Africa, the Sudan, China, the underground church. I mean, now it's, now it's become real to us because of what's happening with us. Right. With this thing going on, but before even this happened, I mean, I always like to read up on that. What's going on, you know, the persecuted church in the different yeah. countries and <clears throat> and with our brothers and sisters. So it's been happening, and it. I don't think for our brothers and sisters in that type of environment where they have been persecuted before this happened, it hasn't changed for them. It's like Jesus. That's all they have hope in. So for us here in the U.S. I think I think it, it it awakens us in our walks like man we can get to a point where we that can actually happen in the US but you know what it's happening within our laws in certain states and you just we just as believers we have to educate ourselves 
with what's going on through Congress and the laws and what's passing. You know, if um, I mean, it's already happening. We just have to be awoken to it. And, and I think this has done that for us here in the U.S. Right. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, I think, yeah, we, we need to be ready. I, um, you know, the Bible does tell us, though, that, um, that um, we're not destined for wrath. But at the same time, yes, there, yeah, I agree. There, and there's a, a lot of books. If you, if you live in the United States, if you live in Texas, and you don't realize that there is already the persecution, look at, you know, some of those things, the, the voice of the martyrs, you know, things like that. Get some books and read up on it because it's a very real thing. And yes, it can, it can definitely happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and more so than, well, I didn't get a raise because I'm a Christian. I mean, like really, right. really, you know, persecution right. where your life is in danger. Right. Right. So, yes. um, one of the things too, guys, is that we need to, and, and I pray, um, l- listen, when you gave your life to Jesus, you got Jesus. And that has to be the center of everything that you are. Uh, and see, in, in, I gotta be careful how I say this, but in, in certain areas, if people become Christians or they'll, they'll pray a prayer or they'll, they'll say this because it's good for business and so forth, but, but in a time where we could be persecuted, I have to look at the fact and go, man, I, I love Jesus. I, I, yes. And people ask me all the time, Pastor, you, you know, with where the world's going, you could be locked up. Okay, you could, you could go to jail for, for preaching the Bible. And I've already had this conversation with Nathalie. It's like, I'm, well, I'm going to jail. I'm going to have a jail ministry then, you know, because I love, because I love Jesus. And, and he, we get, you know what, listen, we don't follow Jesus because, right, he's going to make life better. We follow Jesus because he's better than life. And and we got to remember that at the forefront. We don't follow Jesus because he makes life better. We follow him because he's better than life. And we have to have that in the forefront of our hearts. And so I think, yes, I mean, I think there's going to be some, there'll be, there might be some persecution. This thing might go down to where um, if, I had a great conversation. Uh, when was it, when was it, Jesse? Last Wednesday night we were talking. Had a great conversation with Jesse outside and, and, um, just some different ideas and it was, it was just, it was just amazing. But the thing about it is that, I mean, this thing could go, it, it could go just crazy. And, and if we don't get it, if we don't accept a vaccine or we don't, Christians might go, no, 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 I'm not going to do this. I think Jesse pointed out there were like, yeah, people already know. Well, no, we're not going to take the mark. And so that would, that would, it could be, well, if you don't, you're going to, we, we can't take a chance, you're going to jail. I mean, it could, it could happen. Um, how would we be ready for that, guys? We need it, like, I think you've been preaching all night. We need to keep our eyes and our focus. I mean, and, and let's, let's just get down to the nitty gritty. God has to be, uh, not number one in our lives. He needs to be our lives. Okay, you need to believe, you need to behave how you believe, Jesus, you need to love him and him only, and you need to follow him. Okay? And again, um, I'm not saying you don't plan your life like, you know, people are going to go to school, get different jobs. I'm, I'm not saying don't plan your life. I'm saying live your life like the Lord could come back at any moment. Well, and I think also if, if God calls you to that, if he calls you to a place where you are going to be Persecuted because he knows God knows what's going to happen. Um, he's going to give you what you need. He's going to equip you for it. Um, so you'll have you'll have that peace in the midst of it. You'll have you know it'll be scary, but you'll have the peace, and he'll give you what you need. 
So if you're lonely and anxious and tired and frustrated, are you telling me that Jesus is the answer? Is that what you're saying? Yes. He is the answer. Jesus is the answer, yes. Okay, so he can bring peace, he can bring uh, all the things that you're... Because I know, here's what I'm... Okay, so, so... so now you have a Christian out there. You guys got Christian. You got believers. You got those that are following fully devoted followers of God. But yet this has been a little taxing on them, a little bit of weariness. And they're starting to kind of crumble a little bit. Christians are starting to go, uh, and they're frustrated. I mean, where do we, how do we get back to, um, you know, how do we get, how do we get back to, 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 to loving God again? Because I know it, it, it affects all of us. There are times you, you kind of go, Oh, I'm I'm struggling today. I'm feeling a little down. I'm feeling a little depressed. I went into Sutherland's yesterday to pick up a few things, and it really felt eerie. I got spooked, and and I'm like, but I know my hope is in Jesus. But it was like, this is really. I never expected in the world that I would that that a policeman would tell me if I could go into a store or not. And that people wearing masks, and then they're just like real, you can almost hear that eerie music, you know, you're just like, I don't like this. But as a believer, I mean, that's, that. you guys remember, that's affecting people. Well, I would say um, there's hope, you know, there's hope, and the hope is Jesus, you know. Um, again, where's the focus? And, you know, this is this is going to... This isn't going to be forever. I think that that's the thing, too, is I know the here and now, the for today, and while you're at the grocery store and things like that and whatever they're you know talking about on the news, I think that here's, here's the thing. That's all they're talking about on the news. Um, but, you know, I shared this with you um, this morning. Um, there are so many things behind the scenes going on. You know, um, like I said earlier, this is my first Wednesday night at church in a month. And I did not realize, because all you see is this right here. And I did not realize everything that's going on behind the scenes until I got here. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing with what, you know, especially for a believer, realize that there are so many things going on behind the scenes. Right now, all we're seeing is the masks and the numbers and the... But realize that there are so many more things going on behind the scenes that God has in the palm of his hand, and there's hope. Right. What's the question? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> See, I, now you know this is real. I mean, I don't even remember We're the question. Live. Amen. Um, I'm saying, you know, Christian is anxious, and he's lonely and frustrated. You, it's eerie, and, and I get spooked. So how do you minister to them? Well, if you're a Christian... I want to tell you again, you know, I think that falls back on our faith, right? Like, what do you really believe in? Oh, foundation. Yep. It's like, it's a great opportunity for us as believers to really stand out. Like for me at work, I'm hearing, you know, everybody's talking, man, what we're going to do if this happens, what we're going to do. It gives me an opportunity like, hey, guys, let me. You know, when it comes up, I can share about it. And I can tell them, you know, there's a peace in God. And then I always lead back to, you know, what do you guys really believe in? You know, do you really believe there's a hell? Do you really believe there's a a heaven after this? It gives me an opportunity to 
bring them back to the gospel. You know what? This is what the Bible says in order for you to enter into God's kingdom, into his heaven. And then you just do, hey, have you ever told a lie before? You know, you right. gives you a right. chance to witness and lead them down to now they have to make the decision, man, I'm a sinner and I need a right. savior. When I die, right. this is what's going to happen. Yep. Right. Here's the answer. Do you believe it or not? Right. And then you leave it up to them and you pray the Holy Spirit ministers to them. Because as for us believers, I mean, we have to realize, I mean, we, we believe in some crazy stuff, right? <laughs> you read yeah. the Bible and yeah. I'm like, man. Right. And our faith builds up the more we read the Bible, the more we hear teachings about the Word of God. Right. The more. I think if when fear comes, it's what you don't know what God can do in that time of fear. Like, for instance, for myself, I've been, I like to have affirmations of myself. I like to know who I am in God in the morning before Amen. I start my day. Amen. And if you don't have, like, positive affirmations of who you are as a child of God, I would suggest you reach out to us because I have some great affirmations that, you know, that you can have that speaks into your life as far as not having fear that the devil can't touch you, that there's nothing no one can permit to happen to you without God allowing those things to happen to you. And who are you in Christ? You know, who am I? I'm a child of God. I'm complete in him. I'm content in him because of the work of God. I think for me personally, I, when, I, when I start my day with prayer and affirmations of who I am in Jesus, it just makes the fear, there's no fear. It just, it's just another part of your walk that you have to experience, that you have to have faith in God in. So, Amen. I really feel like this is Holy Spirit driven, guys, because again, what Nathalie shared, you know, there's, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. God's, God's got this. And so it's like, listen, start your day. I know that you get anxious. I know you get frustrated. I know you get even concerned, but you've got to, you've got to find your identity in Jesus. You've got to walk in that every single day. Okay. And, and if you're alone, you need to get out. Um, and, and, and see people and, and, and visit and, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's for your health that they say, well, you need to stay home for your health, but, but you're going nuts and you're, and you're really free. You need to get out and, um, and, and I mean, just see people at the grocery store, whatever it might be. But on what Sof just mentioned on the information ethic, we got a great, great question. I think it's just so cool. Here's a question that came in off our Facebook. Bible apps, guys, are being downloaded and used since uh, Corona. The church messages on live streams and views are up. The attention on the church is definitely at all-time high. Here's the question. How would you encourage the church to be, share, and pray so that it, there is a true revival and not just a passing response like we saw back on 9-11 when the, the towers and, and, you know, that the churches were crazy at that time. Everybody's, and then it's sort of, so the question is, how would you encourage, Soph, the church, okay, not just Calvary, but the church, to, to be the church, to share, and to pray so that this is true revival? I think the first thing we have to do individually for, okay, every one, every one of us believers has to take inventory of where you're at with God first and foremost, because you can't help anybody out if your walk is just messed up. What I mean by messed up is you don't know, you haven't had intimacy with God. 
How can we express our love to God if we don't know what He says about how for us to live our lives, right? Amen. I mean, how it's like me trying to love my wife and going out on her and cheating on her. That's not love, right? No. But the Bible clearly states how do we react to God? How, how do we express our love to him? If you don't know that, the first thing you need to do is pick up your word and read. I mean, if you've, been with, if you've been walking with God for a while and you don't know and you're not, you don't know how to read through your Bible or, you know, you haven't been discipled, should I say, right? Get to a place where reach out to somebody who's, who has been walking with God for a while, who, who can come alongside you and disciple you. We have those discipleship programs or classes through our church, which, you know, we haven't done because of this whole corona thing. But I would suggest us individually, we just have to find out where we're at with God before we help anyone else. Because if your walk with God is not where you want it to be or not where it should be, I think the first thing we need to do is pray to God and just ask him for help for us. So you're ourselves. saying we need to have a personal revival before we can actually Absolutely. have revival. You can't, you can't revive anybody if you're dead. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if we're, if we're spiritually dead in our walks, and what I mean by that is not we're not saved, but if, not there's, if we don't have the joy in our personal walks, how are you going to bring joy to somebody who's dead? They're going to look at you like, Man, I don't, want, I don't want nothing about you because you have no confidence of where you're going. Not confidence in myself, but right. confidence I know what the outcome is going to be ultimately is in Jesus. If we don't have the joy and the confidence in Jesus, then how are we going to reach out and touch other people, right? Amen. Amen. Not only the church, but to the outside of the church walls. Amen. I thought he's going, brother's going to preach. Amen. That was good. That's that was, good. That was really good. Well, I think that, you know, the, the question was the difference between 9-11 and now, or how can we make sure? Yeah. I think yeah. There, there's, there's a couple of things. You know, with 9-11, people were coming to the church. They were going to the building, to the, you know. But for this time, with this, the church is having to go out. And um, we're having to go outside of, of these four walls. And I think that that that's huge. That's so important. And I think that um, to make sure that we don't go back like it happened at 9-11, we need to continue to go out, um, whether it's, you know, through the Internet or, you know, individually. I think individually just realizing that person next to you at work, you know, where, where they are with the Lord, that person, you know, in your family, those kind of things. We need to continue to go out and not just wait right. for them to come in. Right. So the, the great, great, you know, and, and again, I, I think, uh, basically, I mean, it, it just, I just want to reiterate what you, what you both said. You, we need to make sure that we're on fire for the Lord. And it's not about, it's not about the virus. Okay. It's not about, it's not about a corona. It's not about, it's about a real walk with God and God's going, Hey, listen, I love you so much that, that listen, you know what? I, I just I just want to have a wonderful relationship with you, and and for some reason my people just seem like it's a. I mean they just they're taking me for granted. They're going out. They're they're and it's the same as it. Go, look good. Your Old Testament. All Israel did is they worshipped idols. 
And God's like, listen, we, we, you know, I, I don't play that way. I don't want you to worship. You need to worship me. And then they'd be like, okay, we're, we're sorry, God. And then they'd go worship idols. And, and we have to be so careful, too, that, that we need to worship and only worship the Lord. And so we, we definitely need to, to, to do that. We need to be the church, go out. We need to share. And, and one of the things that God put in my heart is that if this is the beginning of the end, then we need to share. We need to tell and, and not be like timid or shy. I mean, there's do it, do it, you know. Don't be obnoxious. Let me tell you. But uh, we need to share, and and I think Soph said it. We need to pray that there is revival. And um, I used to do a little a little demonstration we had on Wednesday nights. I draw a circle, uh, or I tape a circle, and I said, if we want revival, jump in that circle and revive everything in that circle. And when you do, you're going to burn so bright that it's just going to, you're just going to, you're going to get people excited on that. Um, another question come in real quick as we go through. As believers, do we need to simply put on the armor of God and through faith and prayer live our lives, ignore the media, cast our fears to him, and not think of what if we get the virus? That's a good question. Okay, so should we just put on the armor of God, put on the full armor of God, and through faith and prayer, ignore the media, cast our fears, and think what, and not, and not think of what if we get the virus? Yeah, that's, um, I mean, I know what my answer, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to relate to somebody who's watching this. Right. Right. Not coming across right. kind of like arrogant because all I can say is Jesus, Jesus. So, <laughs> you know, and some people are just like, man, don't give me Jesus. Give me tangible something I could really stand on. So that's what I'm trying to come up with. I mean, when it gets down to it, I mean, for us as believers, Jesus brings all the peace that we need, regardless of what the media is. You know, what, regardless of what the media says, I think as believers, we need to educate ourselves and really look into, I mean, there's all types, we, every, we're bombarded with all different kinds of news, right? Right, right. everything. And some of it could be like fake news. There's an agenda yep. with the media that pushes certain things for people to want to accept, Right. And we could that 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 can open up a whole different you know type of discussions we could have. That's right. But for us as believers, we have to be grounded in the word of God. Everything that we experience, regardless if it's this coronavirus which brings fear, which brings uncertainty, we have to go back to what the word of God says and what God says about how we're supposed to react. You know, if we're reacting in this like we're fearful and we just we we don't we have no hope in it, and then of course people are gonna look at that and like, you know, these guys believe in there's a God and they're more crazy than me. They're <laughs> they're more depressed than I am. So as believers, I think it's very important that we know what the word of God says about how we're supposed to live our lives. And we just go live by faith. That's all I can say is live your life by faith without by fear. Be smart about it because God has given us brains 
right? right? He's given us wisdom. If you don't have wisdom, pray for wisdom. Pray that you're acting the way you're supposed to act uh, while you're out and about representing him well. But we shouldn't be fearful in our lives. I mean, fear is a work of the enemy. So are you saying that Christians will, will get the virus? I'm pretty sure there's Christians that have yep. gotten the virus and have passed away, and they passed away with hope, right? And there's people that have gotten the virus, have passed away without Jesus, and where's the hope in that? Right? Wow, wow, yeah, yeah. Nathalie? Well, I mean, the, the Bible tells us that, you know, we are to put on the armor of God every day. So that's corona or no corona. Yes, as Christians, we put on the armor of God every day because there are a lot of things out there, a lot worse than corona, really, that, you know, that would attack us. You know, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood and there's, you know, things like that. So, um, yes, definitely put on the armor of God every day if you're a believer also, too, we do need to be wise about what's going on around us. I would say be careful what media you're listening to. Um, if you are listening to media, be careful what you're listening to and how much you're listening to. Right. Um, and, and be wise. You know, yes, still do the things. Take care of yourself. You know, take care of your, your health. You know, make sure you're exercising. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're eating right. Again, that is... Corona or no Corona, that's you should right. be doing that as a believer anyway, um, and and ultimately God is in charge of your life. So, you know, will Christians get Corona? Like so said, yes. Will Christians die from Corona? Yes. Christians get cancer; they die from cancer. Um, it, it's just something that is going to happen, right. um, and right. we are to to keep our eyes on Jesus through it. Right. If you get it, I mean, I mean, we, we need to pray and, and trust the Lord. Right. But I mean, I just thought it, you were, I knew you were going to say that because, um, you know, my wife's been serving the Lord, you know, 30 years, 30 some, 35 years. And in five years ago, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I was like, wait a minute, Lord, she served, she, her whole life is devoted to you. She's a pastor's wife. It, it, it doesn't matter. Those are things that happen, but, but it was your faith in that and how you stood and glorified him through that. And I think that's what we talked about last time. It, it, our, our goal is just to glorify him in, in all that we do. Here's another practical question, guys. Um, so many are coming in, so let me, let me just get it here because um, my phone shut off. Yay. They're coming from. Uh, do you think opening small businesses, even curbside, could explode this all over again? That's a practical question. That's not a biblical one or anything, but. Well, I think, I mean, businesses have been open curbside. So <laughs> they, really, they really have. I mean, they've, they've been open curbside. I think that, yeah, I, I'm, explode is, is a, is a, that's the, big the word. Yeah. It's going to be a while before we see this. Be, but you can get the stomach flu from curbside. You can get the flu from. I think because people have been home, if we understand how the human body works and and how just you know being immune to things works, that you've been home and not been exposed to a whole lot of stuff. I think the cold, regular common cold, 
stomach flu, anything that can be caught is going to be caught because we've all been home. So, yeah. So, what do you think? You're still working, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, oh no, life is just weird right now, right? <laughs> I'm ready for the world to get back to normalcy, whatever that is. But in this time, let's glorify God and how we live our lives, right? Right. Let's, let's, I mean, we don't have to complicate it. Keep things simple. Love God. Love people. Mm-hmm. Live radically. Live radically, <laughs> especially right now. Yeah, a- amen, and amen. Your food for the nourishment of your body. Yes. <laughs> like, you know. oh, <laughs> here's a funny question. Thank you, Tony Early. He wants to know, how does Pastor Ben, Nathalie, and Pastor Self's hair look so nice with all the salons and barbershops being closed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Tony. Um, you know, mine's getting pretty long here. So, I mean, if if they don't open up soon, I will be wearing a hat. I don't know about y'all, because I don't. My hair doesn't grow down; it grows out. So, so I'm just saying. God's grace. <laughs> God's grace. And and never mind. I've been blessed. I've got a personal barber who comes to my house, um, and he knows exactly what to do. At wow! Least once or twice a week, I'm talking about myself. So yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't write us a letter. Don't write us a letter. Um, what do we do now? We have we have uh, just a few minutes, and. Um, this goes this goes over podcast and it and it reaches the world. Um, we average somewhere like two hundred to four hundred views. You know, um, my prayer is is because it's not it's not a teaching format. Somebody might go, hey, I'll I'll listen to what these guys are saying, and uh, we have fifteen minutes to live before Jesus comes back. What do you need to tell them? Well, um, I think that, that you know, in, in Matthew um, chapter 26, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was working out our salvation um, with the Father, um, remember, he, he told his disciples, his guys, the people that he was close to and pouring into, he told them to watch and pray, and um we belong to Jesus, and I, I feel like right now he's working out our salvation with the Father. He's working, well, he's already worked out our salvation, but he's working, he's with the Father, and he's telling us to watch and pray. I believe that, I feel like for right now this is, and, and you know, if you read that in chapter 26, he would go back and he would find the disciples sleeping. And um, I think that that's the thing that, for us right now is to be awake and watch and wait and pray. I would say if you have a relationship with God and you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, be content in him regardless of what's going on because this is life and life is going to be great and life is not 
going to be easy all the time. Life is going to be difficult. There's things that we cannot control. You know, I love to pray that um, that God, he is the life giver, right? You know, he because we exist right now, we're right. talking. Right. It's because of him, Jesus, being alive. Right. If he wasn't alive and well, we wouldn't be talking about what's going on here on this earth. So we got to be thankful and grateful if we're believers and be joyful because that attracts other people, especially people who don't know him, to him, right? If we're joyful and, and we have peace, it's what the Bible talks about. You know, if we have Jesus, we have life because he is the life giver. And people are attracted to life. And if you have life, right, if we have life in us because of Jesus, then it, it will attract people to him. So, and that's my prayer for all believers, that we would find joy in Jesus of what's going on right now. Because we can't control it. We can't, I mean, we're not promised a second once we leave out these doors. But we know the one who does, and that's where we find our hope in. Amen. And I would just say, um, as the worship team comes back and leads us with, in one more song, I would just say, um, if you're watching or you're listening and you haven't given your life to Jesus, you can do that right now. Um, maybe he's, he's been stirring your heart. Maybe some of the answers on here and you're just like, wow, I, I'm, I mean, I never thought of it that way and, uh, and we want to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus. Okay, that's the most important thing. Okay, there's only one thing better than going to heaven, and that's taking somebody with you. And God put me on this earth to share the gospel and, and to invite as many people as I can to the party. And that's what I want to do. So if you're watching, you know, you can give your life to Jesus tonight. In the quietness, you don't have to come forward to a church. I mean, isn't this amazing? You can get saved right where you're at. And you say, how, Pastor Ben, what do I need to do? Well, in a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity just to say yes to Jesus. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And again, prayers, these prayers, I mean, words alone aren't sufficient to save. It's, it's what God's doing in your heart. Jesus said you must be born again, and that's being born from above. So something's going on in your heart where you know you're not right with God. You have guilt, you're lonely, you're afraid to die. All of this is freaking you out, and you don't have the peace that Soph and Nathalie talked about. But you can if you'll surrender your life to Jesus tonight. And you're looking at me, you're going, how, Pastor Ben? Well, if you'll just bow your head. Um, and church, if you're still watching, just bow your heads with me. Be praying for those that might be listening to this or might be watching this. Um, and, and just bow your heads and, and just say something like this. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I know I'm a sinner. And I know I don't have the peace, Lord, that they were talking about. I know I don't have the joy. I've, I've messed up really bad, God. I've made some bad, bad decisions in my life. But they said that you're the answer. They said you're the answer, and so I'm trusting in that. And I believe in you, Jesus, and I pray that you would um, forgive me of my sin, all of them, 
come into my heart. God, I believe that you died on the cross for me. And I believe you're coming back. I don't know when. I don't know if it's going to be this month, next month, two years, ten years. But I know you're coming back. I believe that. And so I'm asking you tonight, Lord, save me. And I'm asking you, come into my heart and be my Lord and be my God and be my Savior and be my friend. I choose this day to follow you, Jesus, for forever I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, man, we we, we welcome you into the family of God. The Bible says this. The Bible says that... um, the angels rejoice. We call it party. The angels rejoice when one sinner repents. And so if you've given your life to God, man, that's a serious thing. And so the angels are rejoicing. The heavens are erupting. And listen, we'd like to party with you. We'd like to just rejoice with you. And so listen, if you've given your life to the Lord, you can, you can comment I guarantee you our whole church would be ecstatic, man. They'd be pumped up. But, but just, just put it on there. Hey, man, I gave my life to Jesus. I surrendered. I, I, um, what's the word? I rededicated my life to him. And, uh, man, we can, we can just rejoice with you. If you need a Bible or a Bible study guide, if you need um, anything like that, you can reach out to us. You go, well, Pastor Ben, how? It's really simple. You can call the church right now. And someone will answer the phone, I promise you. Okay, that number is 806-799-2227. 806-799-2227. Okay, if you go, no, I, I just, that would, that would be weird. I just, this is between me and God. Well, then, yeah, as you can see, it's on the back of our screen. And, and you could just uh, send us an email at calvarylubbock at hotmail.com and you can say, man, I gave my life to the Lord. Here's my address. I'd like some, I'd like some stuff. Send me. Man, we just want to rejoice with you. We just want to rejoice with you. Um, you can reach us by our website as well too. There's, there's several ways, but we want to know. If God has done something in your life, we want to know about it. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, Talia and the worship team, man, they're going to lead us in one more worship song um, but what we want to do is, you know, as, as we, I mean, we had some great, great questions come in, wonderful questions. And uh, so if you want us to do one more, a question and answer, or you just go, Ben, let's get back to the Bible, Genesis 33. I mean, just let us know. Just let us know, because, I mean, I think this is just so cool. I feel like the Holy Spirit's moving. There's some great... I sit here, and again, remember, none of this is scripted. I'm, I'm shooting them the questions, I'm shooting the question. They've got to answer on the fly, man, so they better be in tune with Jesus, and I know they are, because everything Natalie said, she's told me at home, and I love the fact that she said, you know what, God's working behind the scenes. It's okay. Put your faith in him. Maybe you don't see it. God's working behind the scenes. And number two, you said pray and wait. Just pray and wait. Watch what he'll do. You don't have to get anxious. Just pray and wait. Will you pray for us? Father, I just want to, Lord, thank you for, for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you that you've not left us. And though everything seems like it's changed, you never change. Lord, I pray that you show yourself real 
to each one that is watching, each one that hears this message, Lord. Um, Lord, I pray that to, for those loved ones of those that are watching that may never watch, um, Lord, that you would you would show yourself real uh, in a way that they could only know it's it's you, God, um, the God that made the heavens and the earth, the God that um, that gives life. Lord, I, I pray that you would that you would um, with each believer that is is wrestling because it's so difficult to to um, to be a believer and not have peace. Lord, I pray that you would you would give peace, Lord, because you are the Prince of Peace. Father, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, this is Pastor Josh. I hope this message has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. If it has, we would love to hear your story of how it has impacted you, or especially if you responded to the invitation to receive Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. To get in touch or to receive more information, please contact us by phone at 806-799-2227 or send an email to calvarylubbock at hotmail.com. Again, that phone number is 806-799-2227. Also, if you want to partner with us financially to take the gospel to West Texas and the world, please click on the Donate button on calvarychapellubbock.org. Thanks for listening to the podcast. May God richly bless you.